Hello and welcome to the Legal Edition. I'm your host, Attorney Mary Kay Alloyan. Our show topic today is Roundup. Is it ready for another trial? Our guest is Dr. Stephanie Seneff. She is a senior research scientist at MIT. Her research includes analysis of empirical data from government, public, and private resources, including chemical, molecular, and atomic properties to assess the potential for synergistic effect upon human health. Let's welcome Dr. Stephanie Seneff. Welcome, Dr. Seneff. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, there's been a number of jury awards, and three have actually uh, put a verdict in mm -hmm. on behalf of the plaintiff. Right. Uh, one for $2 billion. That's so incredible. I was so thrilled when I saw that. It's really unbelievable. It Very is. Very exciting. It is. So what is, this, what is this telling us? I mean, what are these juries hearing and seeing to make them want to award these uh, injured plaintiffs so high? Uh, it, it's a very good damage. point. And what I think is happening is it's just like the cigarette industry all over again. And there, all of this stuff is coming out from um, information from email exchanges and whatnot of all of this behavior um, on the part of Monsanto to try to uh, restrict, uh, prevent people from finding out how toxic glyphosate is. You know, and things like having Monsanto people write papers and then having someone ghostwritten, basically, for someone who is prestigious in the community to have them uh, put their name on the paper by, if you pay them enough money, they'll do that, this kind of thing. Now, first of all, uh, Roundup is the product that's being sold. It's, yes. a, it's a weed killer. Yes. And it's been marketed as harmless to right. humans and the environment. Absolutely. But juries are finding and people it's are not. finding that it's not. Right. I mean, this is what's happening. And I mean, it's really fortunate that, uh, in a way, that people are using it in their yards because these people that are coming up now, with the farmers, there's clear damage, but they get exposed to so many chemicals that you can't, you can always put the blame on something else. Whereas with these random individuals who are simply using Roundup on their yards, they're not using anything else. And so, therefore, there's a very clear case to say it's the Roundup that caused their problems. And when you see this consistent pattern of heavy use of Roundup on your own property, followed by non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, that's the pattern we're seeing. 13,000 cases are, are, have, people have claimed that Roundup mm -hmm. is causing their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's amazing. In you that Piliot case, both husband and wife. Yes, the two of them were both, they both were, and the people didn't Garbage. realize because they say it's so safe, so people don't know they have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, in reading some of the documents, it's the failure to warn yes. is the way that this product liability claim has been moving forward. Absolutely. I think that's, that's right. And, and, it's, and it's, again, uh, deception on the part of Monsanto as far as what's been found about, about glyphosate. They know it's much more toxic than they're claiming that it is. The Monsanto people know that. Right. And, and, and it's come out in discovery, too. Yes. And the papers. Tell us a little bit about what you've read in some of the papers. Uh, well, there's just an enormous number of papers. <laughs> I've been collecting huge piles of papers on, on glyphosate. It's a fascinating molecule. I'm so intrigued by it because I believe it has a unique mechanism of toxicity, which is why it causes so many diseases. It's not just non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. There's a huge list. And we see all these diseases going up Fatty dramatically. Fatty liver disease. Fatty liver disease, absolutely. And there was a recent study that came out um, very low doses, like environmentally acceptable doses of glyphosate exposure to rats induce fatty liver disease. So it's, it's, it's harmful at very small doses. And uh, I believe it's the main cause of the autism epidemic that we're facing today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's causing, a, I mean, as I said, a huge list of diseases, many different cancers. 
Um, there's bladder cancer, a kidney cancer, liver cancer, breast cancer, um, various um, pancreatic cancer, thyroid cancer. These are all going up dramatically in step with the dramatic rise in glyphosate usage. Now, when they apply this, Roundup is the main ingredient is glyphosate, mm -hmm. and they mix other chemicals and right. Surfactants. They put in surfactants and other things that are increasing the toxicity. Both they are toxic in and of themselves, and they uh, increase the permeability of glyphosate through the cell wall, which makes it get into the cells and cause a lot of trouble. So it gets absorbed into the body, especially and it gets past the skin barrier, for example, because of the surfactants. Right, especially in these folks that aren't informed. Yes, the duty to warn, which you know obviously didn't happen. Right. And they're wearing T-shirts and flip-flops. I've read some through right. some of the uh, legal uh, Just completely violence. unaware because we're being right. uh, misled into thinking mm -hmm. it's supposed to be this perfect herbicide because it kills all plants, which is also pretty scary, the fact that it kills all plants. Most herbicides are selective. And then it's completely harmless to humans. I mean, it's a little bit fishy to think mm -hmm. that something's going to be that toxic to plants and mm -hmm. not affect us as well. So you should be suspicious, but people are... Have been have learned that you know I can go down to the local hardware store I can buy it I can I can spray it in front of my children nobody's going to stop me from doing that I mean it's just this notion that it's safe mm -hmm. and of it's course it's really scary and of course pets now have more um, I know, cancers the pets have now because huge number of issues especially when they on the grass when they're uh, absolutely yes and they're getting kidney problems as well I mean I had a dog who died of kidney failure and I I suspect now that glyphosate was a factor there looking back and it's in our water. It's in our water. It's, it's in, in our, our food. It's all over the food supply, and this is something very disturbing to me as well. And, in fact, the government has been extremely lax on testing our food for glyphosate, which I really fault them on that. Uh, they claim that, I don't know, they, it's not, you, you don't need to test because it's not toxic. I mean, this is the kind of twisted logic But mothers across America, haven't they, haven't they been uh, They've testing been the fantastic. Food? They've been finding it in food. They found it in, they tested all kinds of wines from California. They found it in all of them, including organics, much less in the organics, but still present. Because of the drift. Yeah, it's just, you can't avoid it. You don't use, if it's organic, they cannot use glyphosate. That's against the laws for organic. So that's good to know. So buy organic. That's a good message. But it's still there because you, it's, it's in the rain. It's, it's probably in the manure. I mean, you know, you just you can't avoid it. It's permeated our environment. So uh, the EPA says it's okay, though. Right? The U.S. EPA. Yeah, yeah. They think it's great. And what do you think? What is your uh, understanding of why do they think? <laughs> I'm sure they've been paid to, to say that. I mean, basically, the industry knows how to control the regulatory agencies. At this point, I think the EPA is a joke. Uh, I, I don't have any faith in them to uh, protect us. And we need to learn that the, the individual and the population needs to recognize the fact that the government is not looking out for your health. Mm -hmm. And you need to take matters into your own hands. Mm -hmm. You need to be aware, and then you need to be careful. Uh, buying organic food, when you, when you, you know, cook whole foods organically grown for your family and your children will be much healthier because of it. And what about the water though? What do you do about the water? The water, that's an issue too. And, and there's, um, you know, there's ways you can remove the glyphosate from the water. It's actually hard to remove because it's a very tiny molecule. You can't just filter it out with these mm -hmm. uh, things that just absorb. That won't work. But reverse osmosis uh, filter can remove the glyphosate. Is that right? And fortunately, uh, there's a, in the water treatment plants, they usually use some form of chlorine, like a chlorine dioxide or, or um, chlorine to, you know, like bleach mm -hmm. to kill uh, microbes in the, in the water. And, um, it's, and the researchers have shown that chlorine dioxide can break down glyphosate. Really? Non-enzymatically, which is really, really super because I think because they use chlorine in the water supply, 
I think they're doing a good, good job of removing a lot of the glyphosate that's there. That's really fortunate. They don't realize that's, that they're doing mm -hmm. that, but they are. But chlorine dioxide, that's different than the chlorine that's in the swimming pool. Is that correct? Well, yeah, there's, there's various forms of chlorine. Of course, sodium chloride is chlorine, right? That's salt, mm -hmm. so that's very safe. Chlorine gas is extremely toxic. So there's sort of all these different versions of chlorine that have different degrees of toxicity. I see. And bleach, you know, is based on chlorine. Mm -hmm. and, and so chlorine is often used as a, um, uh, to, to uh, wipe out m microbes to try mm -hmm. to, put, to keep the food safe and things mm -hmm. like that. So, but in the form of things like chlorine dioxide. Yeah. Just, just to uh, to recap a little bit, our EPA is not doing anything about this. Yes. But the World Health Organization, I think it's the IARC, they have actually said that glyphosate is is probably carcinogenic. That's and they right. did that a few years 2015, ago. 2015, April, I think it was April yeah. 2015. That was really, really a, a great thing that happened, and I think that gave momentum for these um, lawsuits to come forward as well. It's very, very important. Of course, they got huge pushback from Monsanto. Mm -hmm. Monsanto spent a huge amount of money actually fighting them to try to discredit them and mm -hmm. to, uh, to get rid of that, you know, and of course they got the regulators both in Europe and the United States to say, oh, no, no, it's not, it's not carcinogenic. Yeah. From what I understand, Monsanto, which is now Bayer, had actually go, um, had actual, um, Scientists ghostwrite some of these documents that said it's not carcinogenic. Absolutely, they they are very. Uh, they prepared these documents that sort of whitewash, you know, make make right. glyphosate look really, really easy, uh, safe. Mm -hmm. And then they got certain leaders in the field to be willing to put their name on the paper mm -hmm. for a price. And I'm sure it was a big price. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know the number. I don't know the numbers, but. And this came out during discovery. That's part of what came out, and that's of course why the jury mm -hmm. got upset and decided to really hit them hard. The two billion is sending, sending a very two big billion message. dollars is incredible, that, incredible. That's a real and it really gives me hope that that glyphosate may may eventually be banned worldwide, which is where we need to be. We need to be banning it worldwide right now. Mm -hmm. We should have done it 20, 40 years ago. You know, it's amazing to me this this chemical has been on the market for 40 years since 1974. Mm -hmm. And it has been causing massive destruction of humans as well as all the species on the Earth. The environment. Both the plants and the animals are affected very badly by this chemical. But and, we have and, to look And yet we can't, we're not seeing it. I mean, it's incredible to me that people haven't noticed that this is happening. Well, because because the large industries are keeping this under wraps. So yeah, no and because there's so know. many other chemicals, you can always blame right. something else. Exactly. You know, we, we know all these diseases are going up dramatically. Autism is a very good example. It's right. terrifying, the numbers on autism. If you look, if you project into the future, it's mm -hmm. absolutely terrifying. Mm -hmm. Now, you prepared some um, some slides for mm -hmm. us today. Mm -hmm. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Yes, well, that'll take a little bit of backdrop, and this is my big passion right now, is glyphosate's mechanism of toxicity, and I'm absolutely, I'm almost certain at this point that I'm right about how it, how it can be so toxic and how it can cause so many diseases. That's one thing people say, well, how could one chemical cause mm -hmm. so many diseases? Ha, ha that can't be possible. The reason is because it has a really exotic mechanism of toxicity that involves uh, getting, it's a glycine molecule. Glycine is an amino acid. It's mm -hmm. the smallest amino acid, and it's a very important amino acid in all the proteins, that's the famous DNA code that, that orchestrates the pattern of beads on a string that create all these proteins that do all kinds of things. You know, they're enzymes and, and transporters, and they just have all kinds of um, functions in your body mm -hmm. uh, to orchestrate metabolism and whatnot. And um, so the glycine is one of the amino acids in the proteins. Glyphosate is a glycine molecule, but it has an extra thing stuck onto its nitrogen atom called mm -hmm. the methylphosphonyl group. So it, it's a glyc glycine molecule with some extra stuff. 
And that extra stuff is really, really important because it changes the behavior of the molecule a lot. So when you, if you were to take glycine out to where it's supposed to be in the protein and put glycosate in its place, <laughs> you change the character of that protein in big ways. And for certain proteins, for certain glycine residues, they are, they're dead in the water. Like they don't work anymore if they have that kind of a change. And what does that do? I mean, it'll basically destroy their ability to do their job. So an enzyme, for example, that it causes some kind of reaction to take place, he can't make that reaction work anymore if it has glyphosate instead of glycine. This is a chemical reaction in the body. The, the protein changes its shape, mm -hmm. and it changes its, uh, it, like it no longer can fit its substrate. It has different disabilities that occur because of these substitutions of glycine okay. by glyphosate at certain spots. And so it's, it's fun because there's this huge literature on proteins and their their structure and their you know, and the particular sequences that they have and where the active site is and all this stuff. There's huge literature on that. And you can find individual proteins that have individual glycines that are absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. And they do experiments where they take the glycine out, they put alanine in its place. Alanine is a very small change, much less change than glyphosate, mm -hmm. where it has an extra methyl and what group. what does that do? It can ruin the protein in certain cases. So it all depends upon that particular protein, that particular glycine how important it is to that mm -hmm. protein. Some of the glycines, they don't really care. Mm -hmm. Other glycines are super, super important because they have to be at, happen to be at the active site. They happen to be very important for making everything work the way it's supposed so to work. So does this all interfere with the microbiota in the human body? Well, yeah, the microbiota get affected the same way because their proteins get substituted, and then they don't work, and then they get sick. And you do get, and, and there's been studies that have shown that glyphosate preferentially kills the beneficial bacteria. Bifidobacteria in particular get really, really hit hard. And, and it's also been shown that bifidobacteria are deficient in association with many different d conditions such as autism. So people with basically gut problems, um, metabolism problems, um, fatty liver problems, they all have this problem with this glycine molecule being substituted That's what I for think. the glyphosate? Yes. That's incredible. Yes, I think it's incredible. I'm absolutely fascinated by the biology of it, and I'm terrified by the consequences that, I, that can be predicted if I'm right. Now, there's a lot of pushback. Um, Monsanto, of course, and Bayer want people to believe that this is not possible. So they're saying, I'm basically misinformed. Mm -hmm. This can't work. This doesn't happen. This is what they're saying. It's mm -hmm. not possible. And many people are accepting that. Okay, it's not possible. We don't even need to look. Mm -hmm. I'm trying very hard to get a chemist interested because I think a chemist could absolutely nail it. And Monsanto's own research has shown dramatic evidence that it's happening. Their mm -hmm. own research. Through discovery. Yeah, I'm, that's right. And we've, I mean, Anthony Samso has been collaborating with me, and we've published several papers together. And he obtained a huge pile of stuff that was unpu unpublished documents from Monsanto's research back when they were um, looking at glyphosate to see if it was toxic. And they have a specific report that's very interesting to me, which was done on bluegill sunfish. And they exposed them to radio-labeled glyphosate so they could tra trace the radio-label. Mm -hmm. And they found radio label in their tissues, which meant the glyphosate was accumulating in the tissues, which is very bad. Because they claim it just goes straight in and out and doesn't accumulate, but mm -hmm. they know it, it accumulates. So it bioaccumulated. It bioaccumulated in, in, in the tissues. And then they said, well, okay, there's the radio label. Let's see how much glyphosate there is. They measured for glyphosate and only got 20%. So 80% of the radio label was unaccounted for. So then they said, well, maybe we can add some enzymes that will break down the proteins into individual amino acids and try again. They did that, and they got the yield up to 80%. So, or 70%, I think it was. So they got an extra 50% of the glyphosate accounted for after they broke the proteins down into individual amino acids. That's important because you don't see the glyphosate unless it's by itself. So when it's hooked inside these proteins, you don't see it. I see. And this is also an issue, for example, with breast milk. 
Uh, Zen Honeycutt tested breast milk for glyphosate, and she found it, I think, in 30% of the people that she tested. And uh, one was at 1,600 times higher than the level allowed in oh water in Europe. And, um, and so she found it in breast milk. And then so that quickly some researchers published a paper that said, oh, there's no glyphosate in cow's milk. Well, the first thing they did was they precipitated out the proteins, and then they tested the rest of it. So the proteins is where the glyphosate was. Mm -hmm. They missed it. Whereas Zen used, used an ELISA pro protocol, which digests Mothers the proteins. Mothers across America. Yep. She had protein there, and she applied enzymes that broke it down into individual amino acids. So she saw the glyphosate. I see. They didn't. They said, okay, there's no glyphosate, but they were lying. So where is that what, are, what is that government doing? About it. Our government is doing nothing. They're like perfectly fine with glyphosate. It's a great product. It's killing all the weeds, making like our food It sounds like the tobacco uh, industry all over again. It totally is. It's much worse than tobacco because it's affecting all of us. Everyone, not just and smokers. And we can't avoid it. We can't just stop smoking to get rid of it. You right, know, we're stuck right, with it. Right. So, uh, you know, what, what do you see? where do you see this going? I mean, other countries I know uh, in Europe, they're a little more cautious about the spraying of glyphosate. They've actually said... No, we don't want it on certain green areas. I think France is one of the countries that put yes. some limitations on it. There's now 17 countries, apparently, that have put restrictions on glyphosate of various sorts, some including banning it, period, mm -hmm. you know. Now, was glyphosate used prior to the advent of GMOs, or was it? Yes, it, it was first introduced on the market in 1974, and it was used, um, but you had to be careful because you'd kill the plant. You know, mm -hmm. it kills all plants, so right. you had to be careful. But then in the late 1990s, they came up with this great concept of putting in these GMO genes, which were actually a, so there's this one enzyme, EPSP synthase, mm -hmm. that glyphosate famously disrupts in the plants. And the, and the argument is we don't have that enzyme in our cells, and therefore we're completely safe. I mean, it's a nice argument, but it's unfortunately very flawed. <laughs> and so, um, but then they put in this version of EPSP synthase, which, mm -hmm. by the way, has uh, that glycine residue that's at the active site is displaced by alanine in this protected version. So that's where they're substituting glycine for alanine mm -hmm. in order to in not be able to let glyphosate substitute for glycine. That's how it works. Right. But for the ordinary person, when they're buying a GMO product, they're getting even more of this. Uh, yes. The GMO, it's been shown in experiments on um, soybeans mm -hmm. um, that the GMO soy plant takes up the glyphosate uh, much more so than the non-GMO soy plant, because the non-GMO plant gets killed by it and it can't take it mm -hmm. up, whereas the GMO plant is still living. Mm -hmm. It goes ahead and it actually takes it up along amino acid transport channels because it is an amino acid. The biology doesn't realize this is a super toxic amino acid. Don't take it up. It just mm -hmm. goes ahead and takes right, it up right. anyway. So it gets in, in high concentrations. They found huge levels of glyphosate in, soy. in GMO soy. What about non-GMO site? Have they tested that? that? Well, I have, I, I have a paper that uh, on, my, on file that, where they looked at non-GMO organic and GMO, and they found very low levels in the non-GMO soy in that particular paper, and they found huge levels in the GMO soy. Very, very big difference between the non-GMO mm -hmm. and the GMO it, soy. It could be from the water. Probably well, probably because it's sprayed all over the plant. Right. You know, in the case right. of the GMO soil, you don't have to worry about not getting the glyphosate on the plant. Right. Whereas with a non-GMO soil, you'll kill the plant right. if you get glyphosate on but it. But what about desiccation? They use that. I've read that they use uh, the glyphosate to dry the plant for a harvest, to expedite harvest. Absolutely. And, and this is on regular plants. Non-GMO. This is where non-GMO is not safe. In fact, in many cases, non-GMO has higher levels of glyphosate really? than GMO. The highest levels have been found in non-GMO crops, uh, fruits derived from non-GMO crops, the legumes like chickpeas and garbanzo bees, mm -hmm. that's like hummus, mm -hmm. very, very high levels. 
because of the desiccation. Yeah, sprayed right before harvest, and then the glyphosate gets soaked up into the plant and goes right into the seed. And the same thing with oats, so, you know, like oatmeal mm -hmm. and uh, Cheerios mm -hmm. and oat, oat bars, mm -hmm. lots of glyphosate. And, uh, and then wheat is sprayed right before harvest. I think that's why we have an epidemic in, in celiac disease. And, and everybody's gluten intolerant. Absolutely. And it's because there's glyphosate embedded in the gluten is what I believe, which makes the gluten very difficult to break down. There's also glyphosate contamination in your digestive proteins, which makes them not work. So you can't break down proteins, which is why we have, like, when you go now to the health food store, you see all these piles of different amino acids mm -hmm. if you can take as supplements. Mm -hmm. You have to eat amino acids already, basically proteins already digested. Right. Because your digestive system can't break them down. And that's because your digestive enzymes are being busted by glyphosate. That's incredible. I think so. So, uh, so because we can't break this down, American people, well, I guess people all over the world, but especially in this country where nothing's being done, uh, people have to take it into their own hands to you know, regulate the diet. But uh, what I see is a major problem. Americans eat out all the time. Yes. You know, what are you going to do if you go in a restaurant? I know. Are you going to say how much glyphosate We is need to food? get the restaurants on board. We need to have people realize, I need to open an organic restaurant. You know, people need to start doing that. Or offer orga organic choice on mm -hmm. the menu. And we also need to get our legislators on board. But I, I don't know how that's going to happen. In, I don't in, either. In, in I've given up on the legislators. I really think it has to be grassroots, grassroots. bottom up. Um, once mothers realize that if I feed my children organic, they're going to be so much healthier, then they'll be compelled to do it. And then we will push the market. The farmers will, and of course, if the farmers realize it's causing them Hodgkin's lymphoma, they may be more reluctant to use it, I would think, right? Well, I would think so. With the, these jury verdicts, I, it's, it's incredible. People just uh, casual gardeners. And one of the things I also read about was, was I thought was quite interesting. They say that the, their, the large-scale farming operations, they use a lot of protective gear. And yes, so I, I read that too. So they're not exposed to the application of glyphosate. That's right. And this is why you don't get as much evidence when you look at the people who apply the glyphosate versus the other people working on the farm. It's hard to see a signal there because the other people are not, they're not protected the way the people, the applicators are. But there's also a, another case of some other um, field workers who do a lot of hand work yeah. and they're getting very ill. Yeah, because they're, they're not protected, you know. They often don't have all that protective gear, so they're actually, in a sense, more vulnerable to the exposure than the ones who are wearing the gear as they're applying it. So just to, uh, to These, recap a little bit, you have um, a mesophosphal group um, that fills a spot. Yeah, let me, show, let me talk about this, because this is, uh, this is uh, first of all, an enzyme, which is called PEP carboxykinase. PEP carboxykinase, a very, very interesting enzyme that I only discovered recently, and I've been studying glyphosate for a long mm -hmm. time. And I was like, and I, as soon as I saw this enzyme, I said, aha, this has got to be important because it has, it, it, it's the exact model of the same thing as the uh, EPSP synthase, which is the enzyme that gets disrupted um, at, in, uh, in the plants, mm -hmm. the one in the shikimate pathway, mm -hmm. has this, this same one. property of binding PEP. So this one, PEP, this is the, a substrate that is is in EPSP synthase and is also here, mm -hmm. and there's a, a and the enzyme is has these um, amino acids that form a shape, form a cavity where the PEP can go, and then they um, the enzyme is designed to have these positively charged amino acids that are going to attract the negative charge mm -hmm. of the phosphate of the PEP to hold it in place. So there's this intricate design mm -hmm. that supports um, putting getting the PEP to go in there and I stay see. put. 
that is, is a structure, a structural uh, aspect of the protein for both EPSB synthase in the shikimate pathway, the one that glyphosate mm -hmm. famously disrupts, and this protein. And the this protein has the same design. And the shikimate pathway, for those people that are listening, just a brief... Uh, yeah, elements. that's the pathway in the plants that is uh, disrupted by glyphosate. And that, too, is a whole other story because mm -hmm. that's super important. It produces aromatic amino acids, which are essential. Mm -hmm. Those are precursors to the neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to neurotransmitters, we need that to help keep our brain Our brain's health. working, yeah. Dopamine, serotonin, melatonin, and also the skin tanning agent, melanin. They Why all come out so of that shikimate pathway. I know, absolutely. The serotonin deficiency is a whole other story. Um, but this thing, so this thing is interesting because when you have glyphosate substituting for glycine. So mm -hmm. this is the original one with the PEP in, mm -hmm. in the place. And then you can instead, you can put, this is a glycine over here. You can change it to glyphosate. Mm -hmm. Because when the protein is assembled, it puts glyphosate in there. The glyphosate sticks out into the place where the PEP is supposed to go. It has a methylphosphonyl group. So the phosphonate looks a whole lot like phosphate. And it also gets anchored in by those same uh, positive charges of the uh, surrounding amino acids. So the whole thing works out beautifully to draw glyphosate in, to go into the protein, occupy the space where PEP should go, such that a PEP can't fit. Is and it, that ruins the protein's ability to do its job. Is this why people have methylation problems? Well, this specific one is not, but there's other proteins that are affected that cause that. Wow. But this one is amazing because it causes the fatty liver disease very, very nicely. I've looked at this protein. Amazing. Super important protein in the body. It can cause... It's broke. If it's broken, you can get fatty liver disease. You can get high serum oxalate, which causes kidney stones. You can get fungus infection because the fungus feeds on the substrate that gets blocked. And you can get uh, type 1 diabetes. All of those can be caused by a defective version of this protein. And we know there's an epidemic of all of these. All of those are going up dramatically in step with glyphosate usage. So it's a beautiful, beautiful fit. And it's a protein that has the same structure as the protein that it famously disrupts. So this is why I think you can just by analogy say it's going to disrupt this one too. It may be a beautiful fit, but it's a devastating story. It's totally devastating. And fungus infection is also something that not only humans, we have a huge problem with fungus infection, and we have a problem with fungus on our plants, mm -hmm. and also fungus on the, on the wild animals. And our bats are dying because of fungus. Absolutely. Fungus is causing all kinds of trouble, and that can be caused by glyphosate disrupting this enzyme. I just don't know where we go from here. I know. I think we have to move to another planet. <laughs> this planet is becoming so toxic that it can't you afford know, life. All I can say is the folks that are listening, um, advocate, start a grassroots effort, and let's uh, make people, make our EPA accountable, um, our legislators accountable, everyone accountable, because otherwise um, we're sacrificing our lives. That's true. And eat organic, buy organic, that will help to uh, push us in the right direction. Thank you, Dr. Seneff. Thank you. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Stephanie Seneff, for sharing her research and opinions on the harmful effects of glyphosate on humans and the environment. I also want to thank you, our viewers, for tuning in. For more information on today's topic and our guest, visit The Legal Edition online at thelegaledition.com. As always, this information is for general educational purposes only. It is not to be construed or relied upon as legal business or professional advice. And please consult a qualified practitioner as to your legal business or professional needs. And don't forget, subscribe online, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter.